Welcome to Off the Cuff, Evacor's podcast where we'll be discussing issues impacting the healthcare industry. I'm Liz Avila, Vice President of Client Experience, and joining me today is... Julius Torelli, Chief of Cardiovascular Services for Evacor. Can you say the name of the podcast? I don't think so. Do I have to say it three <laughs> times really fast? Yes. Off the cuff. Off the cuff. Off the cuff. <laughs> off. So we're going to be talking about issues impacting the healthcare system. So from the patient perspective, provider, health plan perspective, what's going on out there in the healthcare world? A lot of perspectives. It's a lot to cover. It's a good thing we've got a lot of hosts. <laughs> So I was on site with a client recently, and they have our radiology program. They find a lot of value in what we do. They are particularly concerned about overutilization and how that impacts um, radiation exposure with their patients. And so we were having a good discussion about the program and you know tests that we find inappropriate, cost savings that come as a result of that. And then they sort of brought up the elephant in the room, and that is that prior authorization is tough. It's tough on their providers. It's burdensome. And does Evacor realize that? And, you know, the answer is a resounding yes. We get it. We hear you. Um, And we've made some investments as an organization to get better with prior auth. Prior authorization is a challenge. There's no Mm -hmm. question, right? The administratively, it is a burden. Um, That's that's the tough part. Um, But I think there's a lot of things that offices can do to make it easier. Mm -hmm. Um, and, And I think... One of the reasons we have a provider engagement team, for instance, right, is uh, going out with the providers, and we really push for that uh, to help them with, you know, how do you start a case? What's the most efficient way? How do you access the web portal? Uh, how do you, uh, where do you find the guidelines? Where do you find the quick reference guides uh, so that you know the information that you need to, mm-hmm. to, to, to start the case to make sure? Because what's the most challenging thing? For us, it's getting the wrong information, then right. we can't make a decision, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, what did you end up? Uh, how did that end up going? What did you end up telling them? Um, we uh, pointed towards Boston, um, and we've made some investments as an organization to get better with prior auth. Uh, one of them is an investment around our provider experience department. One of them is investment in our technology and how we actually expect cases to flow through our system and making it easier for providers. Um, but we absolutely understand that. It, it can be tough. It can be tough out there for a provider office. Yeah. I, I think that was um, a critical um, point for in our history for Evacor a couple years ago when, when we sort of publicly acknowledged that, um, you know, prior authorization is administratively burdensome. The way it's done today, uh, it's challenging. It's costly to an office. Um, and, and, that we're doing something about it. So we're making huge investments uh, in our IntelliPath uh, program, in our electronic prior authorization program, uh, that that basically is going to uh, remove the need for having a person at, a, at the physician's office uh, there to start a case, to um, you know put in, send in all of the information so there won't be any more faxing of clinical mm-hmm. notes and there won't be a person who has to you know, put in all the demographics and all the uh, stuff to start the case. Uh, that will all come in when the physician orders the test right at his electronic medical record. Uh, that will come in, and at in its ultimate stage, uh, the the uh, artificial intelligence and machine learning and natural language processing and stuff will actually read the clinical notes and be able to assess is this an appropriate request or not, and if it's appropriate, go ahead and make the you know, uh, approval and generate the authorization number mm-hmm. right then and there. Uh, doesn't even require a review. 
Uh, now, if it's not, all the information isn't there or it's not, you know, cut and dry, it's not black and white, there's some judgment there, then it does have to go through a, a review, which goes first to a nurse, then to, to a physician um, to decide if it's an appropriate request or not. Um, so, and I, I, but again, that acknowledgement, I think, was, uh, was critically important because until we acknowledged that, we really couldn't say that we were doing anything about it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I agree. And I think something important that you said is really look at what's appropriate versus inappropriate. And we get so hung up on denials. Mm -hmm. That's our value proposition. That's yeah. what the providers get upset about. And that's what the patients get really confused about. Yeah. Right. And so if we really are focusing on something is inappropriate for you, I, I wouldn't want imaging that isn't right for me in right. that moment. Um, so I think that, you know, it's like a three pronged issue, the health plan perception, the provider perception and patient understanding. And they're all interconnected and in how it comes back to Epicor. That's another big deal. So I think that was a big push that we made several years ago was was to get rid of that term denying mm -hmm. the, the case even though it's kind of embedded in the industry unfortunately yeah however uh it it it's perceived as you're denying care mm -hmm. and and that's the one thing that i think you know again when we go out it's there is nothing here that's done in any way shape or form denying care mm -hmm. in any way you know we know that there are inappropriate requests out there a certain amount and we just basically have to sort through to find those inappropriate requests and like you said you know no one wants to have something then that's inappropriate right um, so it's really about making sure the patient gets the everything he needs not less than he needs mm -hmm. but not more than he needs mm -hmm. either right so you want to make sure the first test that's done is the this is the right test so a lot of times we'll have um, you know, request that comes in, especially with head scanning, uh, they'll order a CT of the head instead of an MRI in a patient that needs further evaluation. And the CT is not appropriate, it's not going to give you an answer. Mm -hmm. And so it gets denied, it, you know, comes to peer to peer, the doctor's upset, because he says, Oh, you know, uh, we, you know, this patient's having neurologic symptoms, he's having these worsening headaches, how can you deny this, whatever he said, well, we're not, we're, we agree with all that you're saying, except the CT is not going to give you the answer. The, the MRI is what you need. Mm -hmm. They'll say, well, the MRI is more expensive. We thought we would order the less expensive test because it would be easier to get approved. And we're like, well, that's, you know. We're <laughs> but then you're going to have to get the MRI <laughs> at the end of the day, so you're so doing now, both tests. Right, so now yeah. you're gonna, you did a less expensive test that was unnecessary, so you spent that money. Right. Uh, and so, you know, those are the misperceptions that are out there. Mm -hmm. It's like, just do the right thing, right? you know? But the other challenge is a lot of the times the right thing is difficult for physicians to know, right? Mm -hmm. so, so for many reasons, uh, education, you know, there's so many new tests uh, that are being developed all the time, new indications for tests and things like that. And it's hard to keep up with that stuff. I'm a cardiologist and I have trouble keeping up just with cardiology. Right. Can you imagine a primary care physician mm -hmm. who's trying to keep up with everything? It's a real challenge. Uh, so. So, you know, that's part of it. The other part of it is, you know, the reality is that in medicine today, we're stuck, you know, especially primary care, but all physicians, you know, being more efficient, right? Yeah. Seeing more patients in less time, which means, you know, you're, you're, it's, it's going to be challenging to, to, you know, get the information that you need. You're trying to move on. And believe it or not, sometimes it's easier just to order a test, right? And mm -hmm. say, this person's got headaches. You think it's migraines. He's not having any neurologic symptoms doesn't really need a study but it's easier to get out of the room by saying mm -hmm. you know well we're going to do an MRI just to make sure everything's okay and the patient's sort of relieved and, and you can sort of scurry out as opposed to saying 
wow, this headache seems to be getting worse. What's going on in your life? Because that's like takes a lot longer. Yeah, that's a scary question, right? Because yeah. they may they may start talking and and you never get out of the room, right? Right. Um, so, but that's the reality of medicine today, right? Those yeah. are the things that have happened, and so I get it. Yeah.